Welcome back, H&H listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are here with a fun guest. And if this is your first time listening and you have not met us yet, my name is Heather Taves, and this is my sister and co-host, Heidi Bolt. Hi, Heather. Hi. Hi, listeners. We're glad you're here. So just a little disclaimer. We, you're just getting over a cold. Um, yeah, so kind of in the little, throes of yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we live in the Midwest, yep. and we have cornfields mm-hmm. and bean fields, and the tassels popped up off of the corn mm-hmm. this a couple weeks ago, and everybody's all the kids are detasseling, which off, most awful job in the world. I can imagine. Like, <laughs> I have never done it, Heather. <laughs> well, I'm just picturing what it would be like to be in the corn, like yep. pulling the tassels off, mm-hmm. and how hot and sweaty. Um, so See, when all of my friends in junior high mm-hmm. and high school were detasseling, I was working at the local Dairy Queen serving ice cream. Such an awesome job. So awesome. Shout out to the Curiouses. We <laughs> love them. Um, but anyway, we just, um, we're, yeah, we're both a little scratchy, but mm-hmm. that's okay. We're yeah. just going to be real and yep. this do is it life. anyway. This yep. is life. Yep. So if you are just joining us, this podcast is all about um, highlighting the ordinary things in our mm-hmm. life that are actually extraordinary and saying, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have a platform. It doesn't matter if you haven't written a bestseller or, you know, you're a famous actress or musician or a very successful um, CEO. You are extraordinary. Yeah. And I think sometimes, Heidi, we forget that. We forget that God has created each one of us uniquely with unique gifts and talents and it can look very different than the person next to us, but it's still extraordinary. And sometimes we just need to be encouraged to pull that out and, right. and recognize it. And we hope that that's what this podcast does for people. Um, and we're so blessed when we hear people share with us what that's doing. We had a young mom just post the other day that she has a new baby and she's spending all this time up, you know, taking care of her baby awake at night. And she's listening to the H&H Hour and mm-hmm. it's encouraging her. And so that encourages us absolutely to keep doing it. Yeah. So how has your week been? It's been great. Um, So my husband preached at church yesterday. So we're on, we're both on a preaching team where we rotate. And so it was his turn to preach. And um, I was really grateful because he did not get sick. I was sick all week long, had to cancel a whole bunch of plans. And um, thankfully he did not get sick. So that was a blessing. Um, And yeah, we were able to just have some fun, kind of be laid back because we did have to kind of clear our schedule. Good. We just kind of had some good family time and um, it was great. How about yours? It was really good. Uh, Chris was gone. He travels for work. You Mm -hmm. know, we've talked about that numerous times. And so I think there's always just this, not always, sometimes when he comes back, we have a sort of a a transition back into him coming back into our lives. And I know that sounds very strange. (laughs) Well, it's like figuring out you're no longer the primary authority. Right. right. Figuring out how that all works. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have a little, we had a little bit of that. And, and to be honest with you, Heidi, yesterday and today I woke up, um, last, even last night in the middle of the night, just, I just had a lot of heaviness on me. I just felt down. I felt there was no even really big thing that should have caused me to feel discouraged, but Mm -hmm. I did. I felt discouraged. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the enemy does that where he just tries to discourage you and he just Mm -hmm. tries to say like, Hey, your life isn't good enough or this is going wrong or, and you know, we talk about all the time that happiness comes and goes, but joy comes from Jesus. And so this morning I felt, I remembered this verse from Isaiah 61 and I just, I loved it so much. And so I had my two kids and Crosley, your son over and I pulled them in. I'm like, come on guys, I need you to help me with something. So it's from Isaiah 61, and it says, To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, Mm -hmm. which that alone is just amazing. But then it says, A joyous blessing instead of mourning, and festive praise instead of despair. 
So, and that's what I was feeling. I was feeling a little bit of despair and heaviness. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, we're just going to dance it out. I love that. (laughs) So I told the kids, hey, when you feel down, when you feel despair, when you Mm -hmm. feel sad, put on some praise music and dance it out. So we did. That's awesome. We turned on um, a dance song, a Jesus dance song. I love it. And we got in our living room and we just all danced. So. So great. Such all a, of them in their jammies and yeah, they uh, well the boys ended up with their shirts off, of course, because we were sweating, you know, <laughs> and it was hot. But I just, I, I just want to encourage someone out there: if you feel despair, if you feel down and feel heavy, don't stay in it. Right. Don't don't let it get in you and get on you. Yep. Get out of it. Yep. You know, rebuke it and then say, hey, let's dance it out. Well, Let's we have that power, mm-hmm. you know, and I think even if, if we could speak to, maybe there's someone listening that does not know Jesus. And so they don't know what it means to have that resource of praise music right. or God's word. Right. Um, but the, the words we speak over ourselves hold so much power. Yeah. And so you do have the power to choose mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to sit in I'm this oppression in this. or this despair mm-hmm. or this, um, mm-hmm. de- depression even. Yep. I'm going to get out and go serve someone or buy someone being, a coffee. Or... That's right. Because just being honest, there have been plenty of times in my life where I've sat and wallowed in that. Yeah. And just the I whole think we day all have. is just, oh. Yeah. You know, but I was like, nope, Satan, Good. not today. That's so cool. Not today, Satan. I love it. Good job. <laughs> High five. Yeah, good, good sister moment. Cool. So we are so excited to Yay. invite a really special guest today. Yes. Um, so our guest today is Dana Stuber. Hi, Dana. Hello. How are you? I'm awesome. Good. So we have to give you a shout out, Dana, because yeah. you have been one of our biggest fans on this podcast. Yep. Like genuinely, you message us regularly mm-hmm. yep. with encouragement or things that you've heard and learned from the podcast. And you you have been one of the most encouraging voices for us to keep doing this and to think that it's worthwhile. Yeah. So thank you. You're so welcome. I think you guys were my first, like, it just came at the right time. Okay. Because I was just learning what podcasts were. Yeah. And I was listening to a few, and then yours popped up on Instagram on your feed, and I was like, hey, I just learned how to do this. I'm going to listen to theirs. <laughs> I know them. You are so cool. Well, and just for a little bit of history, Dana, how long have we known you? 20 years? 20 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you started coming to scrapbooking crops at our mom's house when we were teenagers, yes. right? Yes. So you saw us as, as teenage girls and living at home still. Yeah. That was fun. It was fun to look in on your family just a little bit when I would come over and do those crapping nights with your mom, which um, I absolutely adore your mom. Mm-hmm. So. She's an awesome yeah. woman. And yeah. you had little boys at the time. I did. Yeah. I had little boys and I was really committed to building these books where they would have memories that they could look at yes. and of course I still cherish them now yes. yeah so oh, cool. that's so good well tell us um tell our listeners who you are and a little bit about yourself so that they can get to know you like we know you sure well like they said I'm Dana Stuber and um I have been planted in Tremont Illinois which is a small town 2,000 people um that's just maybe about 30 minutes from Peoria, mm-hmm. so we're close enough to bigger city to at least be close to fun things. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it is small town life, which we can get into another time. Yeah. Um, I have a husband who is a landscape architect, and we met each other in college. And I have three boys. Their ages are 23, 20, and 18. <laughs> and then I have a daughter who is 15, and she is um, she's a special story, too. So cool. And your husband does have a name. 
His name is Dale. His name is Dale. Dale. <laughs> Dale. Yeah. Yes, so, and my boys are Sam and Max and Calvin, and my daughter's Nina. Nina. So cute. I love it. I can't wait to talk about so many things that she just said. I know. There's so much there to unpack. I know. So, I know. okay. You listen. So, you know this question is coming. So, Dana, what about yourself feels ordinary? Well, I think it is partly because I am in central Illinois. Mm-hmm. There's something that feels ordinary about that. Yeah, it does. You're right. There's something about being in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about, and the fact that my house is like just south of our little town and I'm surrounded by cornfields. Mm. Yes. And that feels super ordinary too. Yeah. yeah. And then more personally, it feels ordinary because I have been a stay-at-home mom for 23 years. Mm. Yeah. And that feels somewhat ordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, just doing the wife and mom thing. Yeah. Feels ordinary. Yeah. What is it you think, because I understand that feeling of the Midwest. Like, it, it almost borders on, like, can be boring. People see it as boring. Why do you think that is? Just because it's not the big city life? I guess excitement? so. I guess so. It's interesting. I guess, you know, we're not near an ocean. We're, right. Or the mountains. Um, yeah. And we also kind of get like trends after everyone else. Yeah. Like five years later. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, That's now true. with with media and with, you know, yeah. um, the internet, we can get them a lot earlier. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're very right about that. Well, you don't really hear people talking about like, oh, we're going on vacation to, to the Midwest. Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Unless they're coming to see us. Right. <laughs> So maybe that's part of it too. Yeah. We're not really like a vacation spot maybe. for but most people. The extraordinary thing about this, <laughs> and I'm, you're probably you're probably gonna say the same. Like we have no traffic ever, right? You know, we go to big cities and we sit in, and we're like, "What is this?" Like we have so much more time because we we're do. Not stuck in traffic all the time. Well, we one of our guests who was podcast, she moved from DC, yeah, to Tennessee, yeah, and she said that she felt like she gained this massive this chunk time. of her life back mm-hmm. because she was no longer sitting in right. traffic. Right. So that's right, Heather. That's extraordinary. It is, and I have such a heart for being in love and and like planted where you are and not wishing you were somewhere else sure you know there's this whole movement right now like move out of Illinois because honestly Illinois has got some issues some big issues <laughs> like if my family's finances were in the state that Illinois finances were in I can't even imagine mm. you wouldn't sleep at night no so I get it like I get that right. mentality but I also just want to be like nope we're here we're planted we're gonna be supporters well if God's planted you here he has a purpose he has for a purpose. you here that's right so you might as well be happy about it yep that's right <laughs> Okay, so what is extraordinary about Dana Stuber? Well, then there are so many awesome things about being in the Midwest and being in a little town and being surrounded by the cornfields Mm -hmm. that it's like the same thing. It's like that's the extraordinary Mm -hmm. part. And the fact that that it feels that way to me Mm -hmm. and that I can smile saying that. And there were times in my life where I couldn't as much. Okay. Um, And I grew up in a small town in Illinois and I couldn't wait to get out. Oh, okay. It was teeny tiny. It was 350 people. Oh, my. wow. Yeah, that's Shout small. out to McNabb, Illinois. Yay, McNabb. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's the kind of town where, like, everybody knows everybody's business, everyone, right? Everyone, yeah. And you can't get away with anything. No. So, you know who lives in every house. Yeah. Wow. So, then I went off to the University of Illinois, and I was like, I'm one of 38,000 students, and I was so excited. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've – 
I think we've traveled down. I think we've rabbit trail from extraordinary. But anyway, I love being. There are times where I've, I've lived in bigger cities, yeah. and we lived in the Chicago suburbs for a while. Dale mm-hmm. and I did. But did I, you like that? I loved it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And that was pre kids. That was pre kids. Okay. Yeah, and that was when we met and married, mm-hmm. fell in love. Yep. Mm-hmm. All of that. And that was super special and really fun. And um, but then the traffic got really old. Mm-hmm. And as we started to think about starting a family, um, and Dale always had the desire to start his own business. Okay. And so I always knew. I really respected him so much for saying that to me when we were dating. Mm-hmm. He said, "You know, I really want to move back to Central Illinois someday." Mm-hmm. And You're I like, brace yourself. And I felt like I need, I digested that. Yeah. Yeah. I tucked that away and I was like, you know what? He's being upfront and I respect that and I need to know that. Yeah. And I tucked it away and, and I, and I realized at some point that, yep, I'm on board with that. That's so cool. I can do that. I love that he set that expectation ahead of time. I do too. Because I don't think we do that enough where we say like, this is the path that I'm on just to let you know, you know, I'm going to go down this path and then it helps that person, whether it be a spouse or a friend or a family member, kind of prepare themselves too. I know. And I don't feel like it was like this personal agenda. I feel like, I mean, if the Lord would have steered him a certain direction, a Mm -hmm. different direction, he would have listened. Sure. But I, he had the desire Hmm. and I I was really thrilled that he was upfront about it. Well, and it's, it's impactful to you, obviously, because that was how many years ago and you still recall yeah. that communication from him. Yeah. So I think it is proof that communication is so crucial yeah. to having a good relationship. So speaking so. of your relationship, how long have you been married? We've been married 26 years. Oh, congrats. Okay. Thanks. And I, I remember watching you guys 20 years ago as a 18 year old, you know, and, and thinking it feels like, it seems like they have a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so 26 years in, you still have a good marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like, Dana? Because I'm 17 years into marriage now. Mm-hmm. Heidi's 14 years mm-hmm. into marriage. And I feel like there's a point where you kind of go, it, when is when is it going to get really hard? And I know that's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But talk to us about what has kept your marriage strong. Because you've had some ups and downs too. Yeah, we have. Marriage has not been easy for us. Mm. We've had to really work and fight for not fight, fight. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, we do that too sometimes. <laughs> but we, we are so committed. Mm. We are so adamant about having a good marriage. And there's not, neither of us stray down any path that wants anything less. Mm-hmm. We just don't go there. And so we work mm-hmm. at it. So what does that look like? Conversations? conversations hard conversations um dating each other yes oh my goodness yes. my husband dates me oh, <laughs> like almost to the point where like I mean he's really crazy about me and a lot of times I'm like <laughs> why are you so crazy about well, you're me you're so smoking cute look well, at you I don't know about that but yeah. he just always has been so crazy about me that is awesome and it kind of befuddles me <laughs> you're like what 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 do you see in me Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, like I you know, get that. 
And he is, I mean, he, I can say this cause we've said it out loud so many times, but he, we call him the freight train of love. Oh, oh my. And he is just that kind of a guy. He's a romantic. He's, um, he's all about me. That oh. is so cool. So what does date night look like for you guys? I love dinner in a movie. Yes. That is a great date night for me. Like movie in a theater? Yeah. Okay. A lot of times, yeah. but if there's nothing good, then right. we improvise and do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we date. Um, we, Have you done that through your whole marriage, even when you had littles? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I feel like that's so key. Yeah. So have you ever gone to marriage counseling or had to? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have. We've even, we've done the traditional type of marriage counseling yeah. and then we've even just had people in our church that can speak into our lives yeah. that can that know us and rub elbows with us mm-hmm. every yep. Sunday. Yep. Um, you know, hey, we've got this stuck spot. Can mm-hmm. you help us with that? So good. Um, you know us so well, and mm-hmm. you will continue to know us. Yeah. And so um, we've gone to people with like that too. That's so wise. I feel like there's so many couples that yep. need to pick up on that yep. advice right there. Yep. Is that willingness to let people speak into your life? And then not to take up an offense about it or right. get, you know, like... Being willing to say, hey, we're stuck. Yeah. that's hard. That's yeah. laying down your pride. And then implementing what what they share with you, you know, what, what the advice they give you. So, yeah. Dana, that's so good. That That's impressive to me. We may have to come to you for marriage advice. <laughs> it's say, probably okay, easier to give it. Like, it's easier for me to tell you something, like, yeah. than just to implement it in my own. That's oh, yeah. so hard. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's um, always easier to do the talk than to do the walk. Yeah. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. You know that, in, and you guys may not remember, there was a little cartoon, like, on Saturday mornings that my generation probably remembers, and it was Pepe Le Pew. Okay. And it was, like, a skunk and a oh, cat. Yeah. Yep. And, and... The skunk, or was it the, yeah, I think the cat was always pursuing the skunk. The cat was the guy, and he would paint a, a stripe down his back to pretend he was a skunk. Oh, wow. Your listeners may totally correct me. But anyway, <laughs> point is, is that the guy was always crazy about the girl. Oh, And I love he was that. after her all the time. Yeah. And it was kind of had this French flavor to it. And like just this Valentine's Day, Dale and my daughter went shopping and they found a Pepe Le Pew stuffed animal oh. and it was the guy and he was holding something and it even talked on the hand and he was like, I love you. I'm after you, you know, and <laughs> oh, that's it. how we, we talk about deal. us being I those love. two people. That's awesome. And that. so it's so funny. That's so, so great. And I'll be, I'm like, I'm sometimes like arm is out. Yeah. I'm like, I need space. Yeah. You're freight training me right now. Yeah. I cannot breathe. Not just in the lovable moments, but even in the other moments. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes even when I'm down yeah. or even when I'm um, angry or whatever, his natural thing is just to come hug me. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh. So no. then is he receptive to that like, hey man, I need space? Or is he kind of like, no, I just want to hug you more now? He has learned okay. yeah. to give me that space. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a learned thing. Yes. Because he was like, well, what's wrong with her? Like, what's yeah. her problem? Look how awesome I am. <laughs> I, I went in to hug on you. totally like, relate to that because yeah. that's myself and Chris as well, you know. Yeah. But he's also learned. Like, yeah, sometimes just backing off is a little. <laughs> yeah. Saves, saves our marriage. Yeah. Are you guys, so. I mean, are you fairly different? We are really different yeah. in a lot of ways. Okay. 
in a lot of ways. Have you become more alike the longer you've been married or not necessarily? No, No, I love that. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) No, we haven't. I'll be like, even someone will ask us a question and I'll be like, yes. And he'll say no. And we're like talking about something we should both be on the same same page page about. Even something that happened and I'll be like, of course. Yeah. Of course we see it from a different perspective. Oh, I love that so much though. That gives me so much hope. It gives me so much hope for for my own marriage. It also gives me so much hope for so many marriages that I know. Because I think we have this misconception that marriage needs to be too exactly alike people that think the same way that have the same feelings for it to work and that often causes it not to work because of that mentality where God created two very different individuals to be able to work but it takes compromise and it takes a lot of honesty and um, dying to self so I just finished reading a book actually when we were in Portugal I read this book and I could not put it down it was so so good it was um, Maria Goff's Love Lives Here and this is not a sponsored ad, so this is just me telling you what I read. Um, it was so encouraging to me because she and her husband, Bob, yeah. have been married for many, many years. They have adult children. And she was so honest about the fact that they are so different. Yeah. He is like Mr. Freight Train Love. Yeah. The more people he's around and the goofier and the funnier and the more fun, the happier he is. She is like, let me stay home and make a flower bouquet for our table. <laughs> and, you know, it was so encouraging because she talked about that freedom yeah. in realizing that you can be so different than your spouse, but still each other's biggest fans, yeah. still on the same page when it comes to the things that are important about how are we raising our kids, mm-hmm. you know, um, are we having dinner at the table together, those kinds of things. And yet, you know, he's off like fixing the world and doing amazing things and building orphanages Mm -hmm. and she's home making sure there's this beautiful space for their family to then land in Mm -hmm. when they're all home yeah so to me that was so encouraging because I think so often opposites do attract Mm -hmm. in marriage Uh and we have this weird thought that we should all just become like the same person and morph into one right one personality no I think that it's exact opposite of God's design yeah. For us as individuals and in marriage. Yeah. Well, Dana, one thing I love about you, and I've thought this since I remember meeting you way back when, that you were just always positive and smmiling and always so cute and trendy. I thought I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Oh my no, I love for real. That. I yeah, love that you're saying that. <laughs> Seriously, I thought she is like the cutest mom that I wanna be when I grow up. Which you were probably like 14, Heidi. So that's saying something. Yeah, yeah. Or... That's so fun. I remember one time I came pregnant to a crop at your mom's house and I had on a certain maternity top that I was like, it was my favorite yes. maternity oh. top. Yeah, we all have those. You're, it's one that you felt like okay in. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you compliment, and you said, <laughs> I want to look like you when I'm pregnant. See? And I, was I like, told you. Yes. Score. I had just gotten a compliment for some, a teenager that I thought was really cool. So I was super oh excited. Gosh. So see, the love is mutual. So oh my it goodness. Is. But you have aged so gracefully. Yeah. And you, I feel like, are embracing your age. You're celebrating your season of life. You're not lamenting that you're not 25 anymore. Um, and you've stayed active. So talk to us about that. Why? Because we're getting there. I'm going to be 40 in a year. But so. hashtag you're not. <laughs> but hashtag I'm not 40 yet. That's right. Because <laughs> Chris is and you're not. Yes. That's right. <laughs> um, I, 
I'm not shy about saying that I'm 50. Yeah. I turned 50 last fall. Mm. And, and you're I, gorgeous. Oh. You do not look 50. No, that's and really 50's sweet. not, it's not old. No. It, 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 whether it is or isn't. Yeah. It's okay true. if it is. That's Absolutely. True. Yeah. You know, things are starting to change on all parts of me, yeah. you know, in my mind, in my body, you know, but it's natural. It's yeah. what's supposed to happen. Yeah. That's good. And we should, we don't have to fight all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to embrace it because if we're going to be here anyway, we might as well embrace it. Yeah, we might good. as well not fight it and just have this rub of friction. Mm. That I think is kind of crazy mm-hmm. because if we're going to be in a certain place, like you, there was a saying way back when I had it on my fridge, bloom where you're planted. Yes. Yeah. But it is so true. And yes. I, I, and I love that saying. And so if I'm going to be 50, I might as well embrace it. Yeah. And I'm not shy about saying it and then just staying active, like just keeping moving whatever it is that works for that person Mm -hmm. because it works, what works for someone doesn't work for another person. that's right. So what's working for you? What works for me is having a Fitbit actually works for me. Okay. Some people that are super type A um, that I know that are friends of mine said that would do them in. Okay. Like they would be all about the number yeah. and it wouldn't be, there'd be too much of a competition. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And so that doesn't work for them. Yeah. But for me, it helps me know, wow, you're, you're, you're moving today. Yeah. You know, or, or that's okay. You're not moving today. You'll move tomorrow. Yeah. Or the next day, you know, because we, there are weeks that come along that are really different. Sure. Yeah. Um, like you just had with not feeling well or right. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or even just that you're committed to helping someone with something that requires more sitting or whatever. Sure. But just, um, and then de- just breaking up my exercise and going from walking with a friend and using that time mm-hmm. to relate to them and talk into each other's lives mm-hmm. or walking with now my daughter-in-law. Yeah. So cool. So, so fun. Cool. I'm really excited to talk about that. Yeah. So yeah. that's neat. Or just, yeah. you know, walking with an, a lady who's 10 years older than me, who's mm-hmm. gone before me. Mm-hmm. Um, walking, okay, I took up tennis when I was 45. Yeah. Um, that tennis is awesome. I love it. I found a sport that I absolutely love and that I can play into my old age. Yeah. Which is also very key. That's really cool. Um, I have done road biking a ton and, and did like a 300 mile road bike trip for wow. like in a weekend, which wow. was super fun. Wow. Um, so I have that in my back pocket if mm-hmm. I need to pull that out, if mm-hmm. I would have an injury of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a natural runner. I do run sometimes, um, but it's not fun for me at all. I'm with you, girl. Yeah. I'll do it and I'll be mm-hmm. like, I am like a horse ready to get to the stable at the end I can see my house when I'm done and I'm like I just cannot wait for this to be done so I just try to break it up yeah you know and different seasons living in Illinois with it being so cold out you Mm -hmm. have to you know that's good too you have to find stuff in the winter like dance parties in your living room exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Holly and I were both like because my sister Holly lives with us right now and we were both huffing and puffing after that dance party we're like okay we worked out that's right Just staying active. Just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Having kids helps with that too. Because if you're going to be engaged with them, you need to be active and keep up. So talk to us about boys. Because for a long time, you just had boys. You were a boy mom. I was. That's how we knew you. You know, Uh, you were the boy mom. Yeah. 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 You were boy mom. So talk to us about that, about raising boys and now men. Yeah. Well, I was completely, I had no idea what I was doing. Hmm. Because I grew up with one brother. And we were fairly 
quiet and we kind of just did our own thing and we got along well and we I wouldn't say I mean I guess I almost want to say we were easy but my mom may not agree with that (laughs) (laughs) but let's just put it this way we my mom still has all of our games and puzzles and the boxes aren't broken and all of the pieces are inside so you were easy that's impressive yeah yeah that told me something because I will never forget when I lost the first like piece to one of our <laughs> toys. I was like, "Fail! What is wrong with me? I don't. I can't find it. I scoured my house everywhere and never did find it. And the Lord needed me to to have that. Yeah, moment. yeah, yep. So I had no idea what I was doing, and I wrestled that out with the Lord. Why in the world would you have given me three little boys? Mm-hmm. Because I am so out of my realm Hmm. and we talked and wrestled that out a lot and he just kept saying to me I know best Hmm. I know what's Hmm. best for you you're not gonna get it Hmm. you may not get it Hmm. but this is what I've chosen for you Hmm. and there are times where I would let the evil one say things like he didn't give you a daughter because you wouldn't have passed on the right things to her you couldn't have spoken into a girl's life wow and he, he would torment that, torment me with that at times. Mm. And that's so dumb. Yeah. It's such a stupid lie. Yeah, and it's, it's just a lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would have to throw that out. Yeah. But um, boys, I mean, they, the best things about them, I learned to figure out what are the best things about this. Mm-hmm. It's all out there. It's all on the surface. <laughs> Every um, conflict is short it's there's nothing that's held over yes it's like they could go one minute from being mad at each other and the next minute hey you want to go to the sandbox yes everything's so short yes lived their conflicts right there was no um long-lived animosity there was no mm-hmm. like that that it was so refreshing mm-hmm. and awesome <laughs> i think we women could learn from that I totally have. Yeah. yeah. And not that I was this person that held grudges or something, but sure. that was just so noticeable to me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just learned to work with it. Um, I learned to figure it out. I have always looked at women and people and families that are the next stage ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I seriously, like, almost studied them like I'm taking a college course. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I have to. Yeah. yeah. It, it helps me feel somewhat prepared. Yes. There's nothing that can fully prepare you, mm-hmm. but you see things that go well. You see things that don't go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that it's the parents' fault or whatever, mm-hmm. but just um, studying that. Mm-hmm. That's wise. And I think there's such a difference between, because I agree with you. I saw my parents do that. I feel like we've tried to do that. But there's such a difference between studying someone and learning from them and then just copying people. Mm -hmm. Because when you copy people, you're not actually fully engaged in being yourself. You're just trying to be someone else. Oh, yeah, that's so I think there's such a difference. And I think I think unfortunately, like I love social media, you know, you know that. I love Instagram. But what has happened with Instagram is that we just start copying people Mm -hmm. instead of studying. When you study someone, you get to know them. You're you're personally involved with them, you know. And and I think that that's something that we have to be aware of that we're not copying people, but that we're engaged in studying them. That's so good. I've never really thought about the difference, Mm -hmm. but there is a huge difference. There is, and and we have a lot of copying these days because everything is right in our face. 
But most of what's in our face is just the best of people. It's just a moment. It's just a moment. Yeah. And we don't really see what's under the surface. When if you take time to study someone, you learn their convictions and their values, and then you're able to weigh why if that's something they do. you want to implement or right. if it's for them and not for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's really wise of you, Dana. Yeah. Um, so raising those little boys and now they're in adulthood and you have entered a fun new season of being a mom in love is what we call it. A mom in law. What has that looked like watching <laughs> your men, your little boys become men oh and welcoming women into that circle yeah and how did you prepare for that or did you not (laughs) I am all student here I feel like I've been preparing for it for a long time I feel like I've once again studied and watched different women in the stage of head of me become mother-in-laws or maybe um friends of mine you know um talking about that that relationship okay um I have no idea how to do it <laughs> either, but I, I just know that sometimes just asking questions, mm-hmm. um, you know, not weird, not to a weird degree, mm-hmm. not, you know, but, um, trying to be sensitive, trying to, um, remember what it was like to be the daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember what that was like. Mm-hmm. And what would I have wanted or would I have felt that was weird or would I have wanted an out? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like giving people an out. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like, you know what? Do you want to do this? But it's totally fine if you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to be a mom in love, but I am going to try really hard. And that is one thing about watching those boys from little boys to become men is that is I didn't really know how, but I was committed mm. to doing the best I could mm-hmm. and um, doing the next right thing. Yeah. There was a gal on the radio way back when I was raising boys. I think her name was Kendra Smiley. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. She would say, do the next right thing. I remember that. Yep. That has really stuck with me. Mm. And sometimes... I would know, at least you sort of know, this This is the right thing, or this This is just wrong. Yeah. Um, so you have to go with your gut and the spirit on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just was committed to doing the best I could. Yeah. Okay, I have to pick, I picked up on this, and I have to mention it, because I think it's so profound. You've now talked about your relationship with your husband and your relationship with your boys, and both times you said, I've been so committed. Mm-hmm. And I think that word is so crucial, Dana, mm-hmm. um, because there is such a lack of commitment in mm-hmm. our world today, in our marriages, in um, our friendships, in uh, our churches, in you, you name it, our jobs. And I think that we need that. Mm-hmm. We need that commitment when you're committed to something is crucial. And and I love that you said that about your spouse and about your children, because mm-hmm. when you're committed to something, you you're willing to stick it out even though it's hard. Right. Exactly. And the downside to that is that I have had to learn how to insert humor uh. into areas of my life. Oh. Because I can be so committed and wanting to do the right thing okay. that yeah. I need to laugh and yeah. to figure out how to insert humor. That's something that Dale and I are still working on. Mm-hmm. We do not have the same sense of humor. Okay. At all. Which one of you is more the jokester? He is. 
He is. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Are you just more serious? I than... I think I am. Yeah. I'm also super curious. I'm like a really curious person, mm. and I constantly ask questions. Okay. okay. And people in my life, like especially my family, they know like, oh no, uh, either Aunt Dana or Cousin Dana or whatever. <laughs> she's here and like... She's going to quiz me about, well, so what are you doing? Where yeah. are you? Oh, what about that? Or, oh, no, what's that like? Or, you know, oh, I'm the question person. I remember that about you growing up, but I don't, I never felt like it was. I don't so, see it as a negative. Sometimes I feel like it's no, you just are like, okay, you're nosy. Oh, Like I don't the nosy like neighbor. That. But you, yeah. like, you were never that way. You no. were always just, it felt like you cared about me mm-hmm. and you really wanted to hear my answer. I, I really agree. do. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I remember feeling yeah. like, I think Dana really cares about my answer right now. Yeah. I would agree with that. So I think that's a plus. I think, but I get the humor thing because I can be super serious too. And like sometimes I just need to come on, let's just laugh. <laughs> exactly. And like my mother-in-law, um, for for one thing, she is awesome. I love my mother-in-law. Oh. She has taught me. She. We live like. Um, I'm really bad at distances, but I think we live like a hundred feet from each other. What? Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. Okay, so this is interesting because not a lot of people say that. About their mother-in-laws. I know. So what has what has fueled that good relationship? She has been there for me. Mm. I mean, but she knows when to be, you know, to kind of go, you know, since give we live space. so close, mm-hmm. we, we have out. to give each other our space. Yeah. Mm. And we didn't, we weren't, we didn't live close to each other in the beginning of our marriage. So I, the first three years, it was nice to be away so that yeah. Dale and I could establish sure. being together. Yeah. But then, um, then we moved, you know, close to them and it's been a wonderful, beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. She, my boys could ride their little tiny tricycles to her house. That is amazing. <laughs> and it's up through the lane, up the lane, through the cornfields to grandma's house oh. and I'm on a dead end. And so it's safe. Yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, she, they have just been so involved in my boys' lives. Mm-hmm. So... My in-laws have been vital to helping me figure out certain things. That's such a blessing. It's huge. Yeah. And it's refreshing to hear a woman say that about their mother-in-law. And our relationship has changed through the years. Mm -hmm. We've walked through hard things together. Mm -hmm. We've cried together. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now it's like we just absolutely adore each other. That's so cool. And we tell each other we love each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, but there'll still be a, you know, a week where we don't talk to each other, but that's really long for us. Yeah. That's Um, so cool. Well, and how exciting for you as you're entering this stage now to go, okay, I've, I've got this example Mm. to follow. Mm. Um, not a lot of people have that, you know, and that's, that's really neat. It's unusual. And I mean, there are times where I'm sure I irritate her. There are times where I'm like, she's probably like, oh my goodness, could she just like get that together? <laughs> and I'm sure there are times where she irritates me, yeah. you know, and we know yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you that's know. natural though in any relationship. Yeah. So it's not like, I don't want to paint it like it's this storybook yeah. thing. Right, right. Well, you don't expect her to be perfect and oh, she doesn't no. of you either. Right. Yeah. So That's so good. Okay, so um, tell us about your sweet daughter. Mm. Nina. Miss Nina. Tell us about Nina. Well, we um, adopted her from Brazil in 2009, mm. and she was seven years old. Wow. And that little honey had spent five years in an orphanage. Wow. 
But I will say this, as orphanages go, it was a good one. Mm. Good. She was loved Mm. and she was cared for. Hmm. And she was told about Jesus. Mm. Wow. Which is huge. That's huge. Okay, so back up just a little bit. How old were your boys when you brought her home? I think they were like 15, 12, and 10. Okay, so you were still, you still had kids at home. and Oh, yeah. 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 They were super involved in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember asking Sam, the oldest one, when we first started talking about it, which was three years prior to that. Because it was quite the process, wasn't it? It was. And adoption always usually is. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to be taught patience, just like have adoption (laughs) sweep over you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, when we first talked to Sam on his, I remember being on his bed one night. And I don't know, he might have been like 11. And we said, you know, there is this little girl. You know, we've talked to you about adoption. There Mm. is this little girl in Brazil that we found out about. She was four at the time. Wow. And what do you think about that? You know, if we pursue her or if we pursue the paperwork or just keep praying about her, what do you think about that? And it was kind of freaky for Dale and I because we had both gotten on the same page at the same time. Wow. Because there were times where I was like, let's, what, what do you think about adoption? I feel like God's putting this on my heart. And Dale's like, wow, he's really not putting it on mine. Yeah. Okay, mm. well, then it's not a go. Yeah. Was this like over years? Years. Okay. And one thing I would say, I would never move forward mm-hmm. with anything big like that mm-hmm. without, you have to be on the same yeah, page. That's good. Yeah. You have to. That's really good. It's too big. Yeah. You just have to, you just know that that's a yellow, you yeah. know, and that's you can a, tear your family apart if oh, you do. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we were both on the same page and we we're talking to Sam and I just remember he, he wasn't. It's not like he's an overly talkative kid. He just looked at us and said, I think we should pursue her. I think we should follow her and keep down this road until it's a dead end. Hmm. I wow. think we should pursue her. Wow. And maybe he didn't use that particular word, but that's what I came away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just follow her story. Hmm. And that was what was washed over him. And that gave us a piece. Sure that we knew he was on the same page. Mm. And the other two boys were like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. And then even Calvin was like, oh, golly, how little was he at the time? He was probably six or something. And he was like, when are you going to get me a baby sister? Oh, Oh, buddy. (laughs) He just just felt like he was supposed to have one. Yeah. And he was going to show her life and help her and be her big, big brother. Oh. But that's so cool because God was preparing his heart. I know for that. Yeah, I know because he was your baby. Yeah. So and I'm like, you wouldn't be. I know. I'm like, you wouldn't be my baby anymore. Oh, mom, I don't want to be. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Wow. God never intended for him to be. I know. Hmm. So yeah. So so talk to us about what what that's looked like from the time you brought her home. Um. It was honeymoon, awesome phase, you know, to, I mean, it was just, wow, I cannot believe that this has actually happened Mm. because it, it took such turns. As far as adoption stories go, I mean, hers was a wild one. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was home with a Brazilian family. Mm. The legal work hadn't been done, but she was basically adopted by someone else. Wow. And they brought her back to the orphanage six months later. Mm. Oh. So, I mean, 
It took such twists and turns. Mm. It was wild. And so probably the first thing was like, I just can't believe this is really happening. Yeah. I just can't believe she's really here. Yeah. After knowing her for three years, we celebrated every one of her birthdays without oh. her oh. in our house with that. cupcakes yeah. singing to her with oh. our boys. That is so sweet. It was wild. So anyway, wild ride adoption. But um, mm. she was there just being blown away that she was there, being amazed. Honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a daughter. I had so much fun dressing her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. I bet you did. That was a riot. <laughs> yeah. That was a riot. Yeah. So that phase to, wow, you know, she does not know what it's like to grow up or to live in a family. Wow. The dynamics were completely different than living in an orphanage with 40 kids Mm -hmm. and having caregivers, Mm -hmm. not parents. Parents. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so she had so much to learn Mm. and it was really, it got really hard, Mm. really hard and really rough. And then we started trying to figure out her special needs and was she or did she just have speech delays, which that's what we knew for sure. Okay. But where, 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 where is this going to land, yeah. you know, and the language thing. And so that really took about four years to figure out. Wow. Two years to figure out, you know, just some basic things. And then four, by four years we knew – okay, this is really what we're dealing with. Okay. And, and there was a lot of um, ups and downs. And, and by the time we figured out what we were dealing with, there was grief that had sure. to be dealt with. Yeah. Because we were parenting a special needs child that was, you know, when, when you're told that her IQ lands her in the area that she is mental retardation. Wow. And you're just like, wow, Really? Mm. Um, you don't believe it at first. Oh, it's the language thing. I mean, you believe some of it. Yeah. Um, but to that, for that to really settle in at, at about four years, we were like, wow, she mm. is going to be our lifetime dependent. Wow. Really? And, wow. and you didn't necessarily know that pre-adoption, right? Not, not at all. So is that, you think in part, why that first family wasn't able to keep her? Or did they not know that? Partly, I think. And part of it was Nina's inability to function well in a family. Okay. And the, the way she would act out. Yeah. And some of it was their own family. Um, mm-hmm. I know that they sought some marital counseling after that mm-hmm. and during. Sure. I know that even their government was trying to help them through okay. it. Yeah. We yeah. found that out at the court when we were there, mm-hmm. down there. Um, and so if your family isn't strong and mm-hmm. convicted and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know how they would have dealt with it. Sure. I, at first, I think it was easy for me to think, oh, that's awful. Mm. Why would they do that? Mm. But, you know, as time went on, I have been able to give them so much grace. Mm. I've never met them. But I feel like I could walk up to them and say, I'm so sorry mm. for what you went through. Mm. Yeah. And I, I know how hard it was, mm-hmm. or I might know how hard it was. Yeah. And I, I do not, I do not, I'm just sorry. Yeah. So Nina is a lifetime dependent. She is. So what, what does that look like for you guys? And I know you're not there yet because she's still, she's still young. She still would be at home if she wasn't a lifetime yeah. dependent. Yeah. But Thinking forward, how does that, how do you process that? 
Well, if you're like me, who asks a lot of questions mm-hmm. and yeah. thinks a lot and analyzes a lot and looks at other people, you you need to get in touch or get to know people who are ahead of you in that. Yeah. And I have some women in my life that are, mm-hmm. and that really helps. Okay. Um, you read, you you know research, but emotionally, you you have to grieve the daughter that you thought you might be adopting or the life you thought you were entering into. Mm -hmm. And you, you really do have to grieve that. And Mm -hmm. I did seek counseling for that Mm -hmm. from, from someone locally who had experience with handicapped people, Mm -hmm. a counselor who was a woman who had experience working with them. She was just the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And we talked that through and that was really helpful. That's good. Um, but I mean, and I think there'll always be some grief with that, but yeah. I feel like I've sort of come through a lot of the heaviness of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now it just looks like, how can we, we're going to probably skip the empty nest stage, mm, yeah. you know, which a lot of our friends are entering yeah, into. Sure. Right. Um, our baby boy is heading off to college in four weeks. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so we would be right there. Right, empty, wow. Yeah. 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 Close. And we have Nina, who's 15, Mm -hmm. but in some ways, mentally, academically, she's like three or four years old. Okay. Okay. Socially, she's probably more like maybe, you know, sometimes she's six, sometimes she's 10. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes with like um, chores around the house, she can be like a rock star, you know, Mm -hmm. or even just picking up on social cues, she can be, you know, more like an early teenager. Okay. So it's just... You can't stick them in a box, sure. um, and I've learned so much about all of that. I had no idea, um, but yeah, just looking towards how do we help Nina have her best life? Mm-hmm. How do what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, we just really started researching that. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. so cool. I, I'm excited to see what that looks like in five years and in 10 years. And cause I have no doubt that she will have her best life because she has you guys as parents. And, yeah. And, and I think Dana, one thing I want to pick up on that you said, um, you said that you met with a counselor that was local who mm-hmm. already knew how to handle that situation. And I want to point out mm-hmm. that I think so often we can question God, why do you have us here? God, what's your purpose in this? You know, surely there's no, nothing or anyone that could speak into this in my life. So here you are in the Midwest, in small town, <laughs> Illinois, having grown up in small town, smaller town, Illinois, and yet God has been so faithful to put the exact people in your life when you needed it. You've talked now a few times in this little one hour podcast about mm-hmm. how he had people ahead of you in seasons of marriage, in yeah. seasons of you know, being a mom in love in raising a child with special needs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so important for our listeners to really grasp hold of is that God already knows mm-hmm. what your story looks like before you've lived it out and before you know, mm-hmm. and he's putting those people in place. Yep. And so all we have to do is be open mm-hmm. to the people that he's put in place mm-hmm. and be receptive to their wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think that that is huge. I mean, for me, that's a great big takeaway yeah. is that, God is so in the details of our lives right. and yeah. provides for all areas. Because who would have known that you would adopt from Brazil, 
um, with special needs and have a lifetime dependent in your home, but God. I know. Yeah. yeah. He is so faithful. He's into the teeny tiny details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's into the big picture. And he's not going to give this to me without helping me. Yes. And it's there. Yeah. I just sometimes can't see it. Right. I have to keep pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep right. trying to figure it out. Sometimes I have to just be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be still. Yeah. But, um, if he gives me the green light, Dana, pursue this. Mm-hmm. You need to find this, or then I need to find it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And sometimes I would sit there and say to her, what is wrong with me? Mm. What is wrong with me? Mm. Why can't I just fill in the blank? Mm. Why can't I just face this and mm-hmm. move on? Yeah. Why can't I just give up that daughter that I thought I was going to have and move on? Mm. Mm-hmm. Why, what, you know, why do I need to grieve like this? Mm. Um, what's wrong with me? Mm. I just say that again because I was just overwhelmed with that at times. And it's just great to have someone speak back into you. I mean, we read scripture. Mm-hmm. We prayed. Mm-hmm. And I sought someone for sure that I knew that was going to be involved. Yeah. And I told her that from the get-go. Yeah. I asked her that. Does this Is this part of counseling yeah. that you do? Right. Because I need it to be part of mine. Yeah. 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 That's so good. I love that you um, talk about caring for the orphans. You, We had mm-hmm. talked about this in mm-hmm. previous conversation. And just um, you said, you know, that we're all called to care for orphans, but not all are able to adopt. And I love that there is that distinguishing difference that caring for orphans and adoption are not necessarily the same thing. Um, so what are some ways that we can care, you know, if we're not called to adopt, what are some of the ways that you see that, that all of us can care for the orphans as a calling that God has on all of our lives? Right. Yeah. I'm passionate about that because I feel like people have come up to me and said, Oh my goodness. Like as though it were some superhuman thing to do. Hmm. Adoption. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. It was just simply the ministry that God called us to. Mm-hmm. He asked it that. of us. That's good. And we said yes. And I went over and over, what if we would have said no? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to say no to God when he's calling you to no. something like that. No, that's right. But you know what? We could have. Yeah. We could he have. Because he gives you free will. Yeah. 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 We could have said no. And yeah. we... we Small things all the time, I probably say no to him. Uh-huh. And when he knocks at my door again, uh-huh. <laughs> which he so often does, yes. <laughs> he's going to come around again, yeah. you know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm passionate about that because I don't want people to think like, oh, they're this because they did adoption. Can I can I interject something? Yes, I please. have had that same feeling of like oh. um, people who adopt are uh, – on a higher level oh my like people who adopt have like they've reached a higher status and i'm like, like that's bigger heart capacity or something just or? like like they're more righteous honestly mm. like if i'm being gut honest like you see people and you're like wow they got called to adoption they actually followed through with it you know and i don't think everybody is called to adopt I think they're not i think people are called to different things that are that are also a calling of god on their lives but i've had that thought before mm. like if I adopt, I will be on this. And I know that's not how God works. Right, right. But, but it, it it's still there. In. It yes. sneaks in and it's so not. So that's what you're saying. It's not part of a part of 
truth from God. Right. That isn't true. Yes. We're just regular people who mess up every day like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's such a huge ministry and it change the, changes the dynamics in your household every day, every minute. Mm. And so you just have to make sure that you're called. Yeah. Yeah. It does. You don't want to do it just because it sounds like, um, I want to go rescue someone. Right. Or because it, it's it trendy. Can, I was going to say it's kind of trendy right that, now. That's terrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is, but it, it's oh, true. Boy. So, but how do you, how do you, what do you say to people who maybe aren't called to adopt? Yeah. Um, because they don't have the, the either finances or the capacity or they're called to something else that takes all their time, but we're still called to care for orphans. What do you mean by that? There are so many things online that you can do, whether it's a small amount of your resource resources, giving small to like a ministry child yeah, like um, yep. in another country. Um, yep. there's obviously a huge thing is prayer. Yeah. Praying for the orphan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praying for those orphans. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And there are so many things online that you can go research with that. Um, then there is also supporting, there's so many orphans in our own country and foster parents are all around us and they need lots of support. Um, they need prayer. They need, um, just even like, there's even something shorter if you were really called to it called respite care Mm -hmm. for foster families, just giving them Mm -hmm. a night off or or a weekend off or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so caring for the orphan just to me is just so multifaceted Mm -hmm. and I do believe international adoption is becoming, is, is looking different nowadays Mm -hmm. where we are, I feel like ministries are talking more about keeping them in their own countries Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to give them a more whole life in their own countries. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is because the legal things, the Hague treaty, all these kind of things have made it harder to bring them to Mm -hmm. American homes. Mm -hmm. Um, One other huge thing is I feel like some people can, can misinterpret that I, that they're bringing their child home to the home where they belong. Mm. But it's not. God intended mm-hmm. each one of us to be with our biological mother mm-hmm. and yeah. our biological father. Yes. And so even though we brought Nina to our home, we adopted her mm-hmm. and she is ours 100%. Mm-hmm. She is a part of our family. Mm-hmm. She you know in a in a perfect world, she would be with her biological mom yeah. and dad. Right. Sure, that's right. And so I feel like sometimes people kind of over think over like uh, romanticize, yeah, yeah, and say, "Well, they're where they belong." Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. This is God's second or third plan for yeah. them yeah. Wow. to give them a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first plan mm-hmm. for all of us is to be with our biological parents. Yeah. That's a great perspective. It, that's eye-opening. That, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And it, and it also goes back to God's design. Mm-hmm. I think we often forget that God's design, his initial design is best. It's perfect. It's what is supposed right. to be. And yeah. in this fallen world, yep. we oftentimes have to go to plan B, yeah. C, D, or yeah. E. I mean, yeah. many right. times. Yeah. But you talked about being willing to say yes to God. And, you know, it, that is an interesting thought mm-hmm. process, though, that unfortunately, yeah. for whatever circumstance they had to say no, you know, to yeah. that child. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Mm. Well, Dana, there are like, um, eight more questions on here that 
I really wanted to get to with you. Yeah. So I feel like... Can we do like round two? I feel like we're going to have to have Dana Stewart part two. <laughs> I love it. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I think just honestly, you, you, you're you just speaking to my heart. Mm-hmm. You, just, you have so much wisdom yeah. and such an amazing, encouraging perspective, which is what we're longing for on yep. this podcast. And someone that's a little bit ahead of us that we can learn from. So yes. I want to talk to you about teenagers. I want to talk to you about um, growing up as a first generation christian Mm -hmm. wow that's a great story so will you come back i will yeah you guys are too fun to be with (laughs) i don't have any wisdom i don't feel like i just think it's fun to chat with you guys and i i definitely like have um like thoughts that i i like to share i guess so that are only from him only from the lord well and i love that we can give you that platform you know that we can say here let's like let's get this out because there are people here that i know people are going to resonate with so many many. things that you said um and there's still so so many more gold nuggets that we want to that we want to get to so we'll have you back soon sounds good okay well thanks for listening heidi there was so much good stuff in that I loved it. I knew from the moment we had the thought to host her um, as a guest that it would be so valuable Mm -hmm. for our listeners, Mm -hmm. but also for for us, us, Heather. And that's the, that's the beauty of this podcast is I I really do think um, actually before we hit record, before we were on air, Dana was talking about how so many of the podcasts have spoken to her. Mm -hmm. So many of our guests and our chats Mm -hmm. have um, impacted her life. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel Mm -hmm. is um, the people that come on here and speak and, share their story yeah, that, that we're growing seems so yeah. ordinary to them yeah. but is extraordinary to yes, us um, so and so I think all of us can pick up on on those great things of each other's lives so well thanks for listening yeah. if you do not follow us on Instagram mm-hmm. that's our only social media outlet Heidi mm-hmm. we're kind of Instagram babes that's, that's yeah. where we land yeah. so head over there we're at the H&H hour mm-hmm. and we're on we're both on there personally too yep Heidi Bolt, Heidi Bolt and Heather E. Tapes. Yep. And um, yeah, give us a shout out. Tell us what topics. We've had a couple people lately reach out and say, hey, we want to hear more about that. Or yeah. we want to talk about this. And those are fun because yeah. it kind of lets us know what you guys are wanting to hear about. And yeah. we've got some exciting guests coming on. Yeah. I'm very excited about a couple coming up. Yeah. Um, a mentor in my life that just opened some doors for me that I didn't even know could or should or would be open yeah and so he's coming up in yep. a month or so and then a really cool um actually wednesday we get to chat with someone who it's gonna be she's another boy she's mom. a boy mom yeah but she's from she's hawaii. roughing it in hawaii yeah she's in hawaii <laughs> so that's gonna be a yeah, fun one it'll be good yeah so and also if there's an episode that's really spoken to you or you have a friend that you know needs mm-hmm. to hear this share that with them because I think all of us need those voices of encouragement in our lives and sometimes maybe they're not face to face with us but you can connect them with one of our amazing guests so that they can feel encouraged as well so we hope you're having a great day and we will see you next week